Welcome to episode five of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. Hey, if you're a volunteer who works with teenagers and you especially love pointing them to Jesus, this podcast is for you. You have landed in the right place for sure. Hey, I'm Chris Trent, and I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've worked with teenagers for a little over 30 years now, and I love pointing them to Jesus. But I especially love the volunteers who work with them. Today, I've got a couple special guests with me. I've got Billy Crystal with me. Billy, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Billy, coming to, coming to you live from Ringgold, Georgia. I have the opportunity to work at Burning Bush, and I get to work with Chris serving uh, the Georgia Baptist up here in North Georgia. That's awesome, man. Always love having you around for sure. And also, we've got with us today uh, Shane Pruitt coming to us all the way from Texas. Shane, what's Hey, what's up? up, friends? What a joy to be on. Uh, volunteer leaders, I'm so thankful for you. I serve as the National Next Gen Director for the North American Mission Board. I lead all of our Next Gen Ministries. And uh, hey, our our target group that gets us out of bed every morning, yes, we love Gen Z, we love students, but we want to equip the equippers who are influencing next generation. So volunteers, you are our heroes. You, you are what gets us out of bed every morning, thinking about how to help you. That's good stuff. Well, Billy, talk to us, man. What are we talking about here in episode number five? Hey, listen, I'm kind of excited about this because we're going to take a, a dive into the practical applications of how to share the gospel with students. Now, remember, this is a part two. So if you did not listen to uh, part four from a couple of weeks ago, you might want to jump on there and listen to that first, because in this episode, you're going to want to grab a pen because we're going to get dive into some 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 practical aspects of what we're doing. Unless you're driving, if you're driving, <laughs> just listen. pull over, <laughs> pull over on the side of the road. Don't take notes while you're driving. Don't be that person. Yeah. So hey, super excited to jump in. And again, like like Billy's saying, we're just wanting to share some practical ideas, some things that we think uh, you could do uh, to to really make a difference in the life of a teenager and talk to them about Jesus. Uh, Billy, you have the first one there. Can you jump into that? Yeah, I love this one. And it, and I don't want to oversimplify it, but it, but it really is. Ultimately, as volunteers, we want to be the example. We want to live an authentic walk with, with Christ. You know, Christ, our objective as a Christian is to be like Christ. So to be the volunteer that we need to be, we need to live by his example. Listen, this newest generation, they can sniff out a thing. They, they live in a world where they're so saturated with lies or half-truths that they can see exactly what reality looks like without having to put a whole lot of effort into that. Shane, are we saying that they, uh, in order to be a volunteer that shares the gospel, that somebody has to be No, perfect? not at all. You know, I even think of Paul. You know, when Paul said this uh, in Corinthians, he said, imitate me as I imitate the Lord. Now, we know oh, the Lord good. is perfect. We're not going to be perfect. So that's why we seek a perfect Savior, right? And so, no, but what we do need to say is like, what we're saying with our mouth should be matched up with our, our lifestyle. You know, I think a lot of times, especially with students, the reason they don't hear our gospel message is because our lifestyles speak too loudly. So we need to make sure our lifestyles match the message that we're sharing. Um, because like if they see a difference in us, they're going to want to know what that difference is. And we get to point them to Jesus. If students look at us and go, well, there's no difference and my lifestyle and my leader's lifestyle, there, there's probably an issue there, right? Or if some go, my leader acts more lost than I do, uh, that's probably not good either. You know what I mean? So yeah, we don't have to be perfect, 
Um, but we do need to have a life that looks different and I think represents the gospel well. Yeah, so there's no question that uh, sharing the gospel with a student is going to start then with being an authentic Christ yeah. follower yourself. Well, hey, here's another one. Um, we believe that uh, perhaps a great way to do this would be to set a goal of knowing the story of each student in your group. Set a goal of knowing e- the story of each student in your group. You know, as a youth pastor standing in front, of, you know, in front of a whole lot of students, or Shane uh, having the opportunity to stand up and you know, in front of a whole lot of students, uh, that's one way to share the gospel. But imagine a, an adult that has been entrusted with a small number of students, maybe eight to ten to twelve, in a Sunday school class or a discipleship class. If you were to set a goal of knowing the story of each student. And I say, when I say uh, the story, by the way, I mean, what is their story in terms of have they made a decision to follow Christ? Because then if you can identify the ones that you believe have in fact, did, have in fact trusted Christ and the ones who are, are still on that journey, um, you can pray for them in that way. You can also set a goal to have a deeper conversation with them about sharing the gospel. Thoughts, fellas? You know, Chris, um, this is just as practical for volunteers as it is as, as, as it is for anyone. When, when I sit down at my desk every single day on the left side of my desk, there's a notepad and I have a list of names of every student who has, for whatever reason, not quite yet come to Christ, but is starting to ask the intelligent questions and starting to move in that direction. And there's not a timeline per se But I just every single day, I start my day off with praying specifically, sometimes out loud for those students. And as volunteers, it is very practical for us to keep a list of who those kids are. And, you know, especially in a a smaller setting with a smaller Sunday school group or small group, you know, having that list and keeping notes with the, the questions they're asking and are they being answered, that is a simple thing to do that goes a very, very long way. Yeah, I love that, man. That's great, Billy. Yeah, I would, I would say, yeah, definitely the the prayer. I, I think of my mentor. You say this: we should never talk to people about God until we talk to God about people. I mean, like every great step in evangelism starts with prayer, like praying for their heart, praying for their soul, like praying that God would provide opportunities for you to share the gospel. Um, so it should always start with prayer. I love that. Praying for those students by name. Also, uh, just to build on that a little bit, you know, in the story, getting to know their story. I love what you said, Chris. Uh, one of the things I would say is like, as we're asking them their stories is one thing about teenagers is they are like so raw with their stories. Like the more they trust you, the more willing they are to tell you everything where sometimes you're like, Hey, take that to the Lord. You don't have to tell me all of your junk. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like I'm but, not the Pope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like adults hide it. Teenagers don't, especially the more they trust you. So I would say one of the, I think the greater, one of the great things we got to possess as volunteers, as leaders is the ability to control our face saying like, because you're going to hear some deep, dark things. And if our face reacts in a way, I think immediately those walls will go up or they'll feel disgusting in front of you or anything like that. So as you're diving into those stories so that you can point them to the gospel, uh, I would ask the Lord, Lord, control my face because you're going to hear some shocking things, you know? (laughs) I I saw that recently. I was in a school as well a couple months ago where I was speaking with a student, I mentor and his friend. Yeah. And that kid looked me right in the face and said, 
man, I really hate Christians. Yeah. And the first thing that popped into my mind was stay calm. Mm -hmm. Just (laughs) don't don't show a reaction because the truth is he was looking for shock. Yeah. Yeah. And, And we were able to sit down and have a beautiful conversation as a result of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Billy, uh, last episode, again, why it's important that we listen to go back. If you've not listened to episode four, we talked about uh, relationships. Uh, share this next idea with us. So, you know, with with uh, relationships, ultimately, the, the students are going to trust who they know. So I, I had a pastor once who, who taught me this interesting concept. Uh, it takes three things to be successful in student ministry. Relationships, relationships, relationships. We need to have a relationship with ourselves in such a way that, that we are uh, comfortable sharing the gospel with who we are in our faith life. We need to have a relationship with, with, with God. We need to have a relationship with, with our students. And having real relationships is not that hard. Students are desperate for adult appreciation. You know, you really don't have to go that far with a student for them to trust you. It takes one middle school baseball game. It takes one choir concert. It takes a simple text message asking them how their day was. You you heard that they won a game and you send them a text and say, hey, man, great job. I, I heard you won that. Very quickly, a student will latch on and want to learn from you. Yeah, ultimately, the more we do that, the better relationships uh, we're going to have, and they're going to be more likely to believe that we do, in fact, care. Shane, any thoughts on that? I mean, you're standing mm-hmm. up, and you don't always get to uh, build relationships on the front end um, before you share the gospel. And th- you know, God works through that clearly. But any thoughts? Yeah, I would just say, as as a volunteer leader, um, be you. Um, I think a lot of times we think, oh, to connect with students, I got to dress a certain way. I got to wear certain shoes. I got to be this, got to be that. Hey, listen, if that's your style, then be you. If that's not your style, be you. Because if you try to be something you're not to try to connect with them, they'll see right through that. They'll see that as corny, cheesy, inauthentic. And I really believe this. Uh, Teenagers really are not looking for cool leaders to follow. They're just looking for real authentic ones that love them and care about them. That's who they're looking for. Yeah. And that is why I am the king of dad jokes. Yeah. I've embraced that. <laughs> yeah, be you. I live dad jokes. <laughs> I just like being me. And they're making fun of me behind my back. Um, okay. So um, here's another idea then. Let's get into the really practical part as we're, we're getting towards the end of the thing. So we've not really said then, how do you do it? How do you share the gospel? Well, here's how we think you start. Or one way you can start is simply to ask, can I tell you what it means to follow Jesus? Just a simple question. Yep. As you're getting to know them and you reach that moment where you say, can I tell you, if you start to think maybe that, can I tell you what it means to follow Jesus? Y'all think that's a good place to start? Yeah. That's the ultimate place yeah. to start. At, at the end of the day, if you're looking at a professional anything, there has to be that moment where the rubber meets the road. And with volunteers, especially being comfortable to say to a student, tell me what's going on in your faith life. Have you accepted Christ? Would you like to pray to receive Christ? That is the end goal. Unfortunately, a a lot of volunteers aren't comfortable doing that, but they should be. Mm -hmm. You know, not having all the answers just kind of goes back to where we started with number one. 
not having all the answers is actually very attractional to a student. Students like being on a more level playing field with the people that are investing in their lives. I don't go into my Sunday school classes or my small groups if I can help it, because every time the teacher asks a question, everybody looks at me. And back to that team volunteer approach, they want to be a part of your life and and just not being afraid to say, can we pray together right here? Uh, The students will absolutely react to that. Yeah. Yeah. And Shane, you and I were talking earlier, though, uh, the challenge, the big kind of elephant in the room with this question, though, is, is if you're going to ask this question, you have to be able to in fact, explain what the gospel is and share the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in this simple gospel, we don't have to get too complex with it. God created us. We have a sin problem that separated us from a loving relationship with our creator. But thankfully, the life, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, he's coming to restore all things. But in the meantime, he offers us eternal life now through repentance and faith. Uh, We don't have to overcomplicate it. Just stick to the gospel. And there's some great tools out there to help you. So I would say, first of all, you need to know the gospel, how to articulate the gospel. And there's some great tools out there. Uh, Three Circles is a great tool. Uh, We have an app called Life on Mission app that will literally just walk you step by step through sharing uh, Three Circles. That's a great one. Uh, But really, any gospel sharing tool out there is a good one. People ask me all the time, hey, Shane, what's the best tool to use in sharing the gospel with a student? I'll just say, which everyone shares the gospel and whichever one they'll listen to. That's the best one. All right. So just share it, articulate it. You know, there's this old quote that people say St. Francis of Assisi, you know, said was, you know, preach the gospel. And if necessary, use words. The problem with that is that contradicts the apostle Paul. Paul said, you need to use words. All right. So you got to preach it. You got to open your mouth. Yes. You got to share the gospel and think about it. You have the cure to the most you know, dangerous virus there is, and it's not COVID-19. The most dangerous virus there is, is sin. And you have the cure as the gospel of Jesus Christ. You have to share it. Yeah. Yeah. And what's powerful about this is we have to remember that as simplistic as that might sound, the way Shane explained the gospel, this idea that we have a sin problem and God sent a son, Jesus to die for that sin problem on a cross, but he rose from the dead. And by us placing our faith and trust in Jesus, we can have eternal life in God through Jesus. We can be forgiven of our sins. It's not so much that my words are powerful, but what scripture teaches us though, is that the gospel is, and the Holy spirit in that moment can in fact change a teenager's life. Once they hear that Mm -hmm. truth, which leads us to what would be sort of the wrap up thing, um, wrap up point on this when it comes to a practical, how do you do it? Uh, You need to be willing to ask the question, would you like to pray and trust Jesus? Shane, you stand up in front of a lot of folks and and lead people at times in uh, in praying to to trust Jesus. What what would you say to someone if a volunteer is sitting there, you know, in a Sunday school class, a small group, and they've shared the gospel and they say, "Hey, uh, would you like would you like to pray?" And they say, "Yes, I would." How would you How would you recommend these folks lead someone in that? Yeah, hey, I I love Romans ten nine. I take Romans 10, 9, literally, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, that he is Lord and rose from the dead, you'll be saved. So I just remind them of that and go, hey, I'll pray with you, you know, bow your head, close your eyes by faith, open your your life to Jesus. And we're going to confess with our mouth because that's what the Bible tells us to. And I want to say when you're leading someone in prayer, um, slow down 
that's one of the the best pieces of advice mm. that I've ever getting. Because a lot of times we'll oh, say, oh, yeah. hey, pray with me. And then we'll say, God, I admit I'm a sinner, but I believe in Jesus. I repent of my sin. I'm asking you to come inside and save me, transform me from the inside out. Forgive me of sin. Thank you for saving me. Lord, I love you. And then that person <laughs> has no way to follow that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I want to just say, slow down. And here's a cheat code for it. If you're leading someone in a prayer of salvation, repeat it in your head before you move on to the next part. So just like this, um, God, I come to you right now. And then in your head, God, I come to you right now. Uh, I admit I'm a sinner. I admit I'm a sinner. You're slowing down and you're letting that person pray with you and really set in on what they're saying. Um, so I would just say, hey, slow down. Don't hesitate to lead them in a prayer of salvation. Um, you're helping them. That's kind of really, that's the first step of discipleship is is you're inviting them into relationship with Jesus Christ. And just like we're going to walk with them in discipleship, I think it's okay to walk with them and giving their life to Jesus. Um, And so just remind them when they're praying, they're not praying to you. They're praying to the risen Lord. They're not confessing to you. They're confessing to the risen Lord, but you're helping them walk through that. That's great. That's great. Billy, any wrap up thoughts as we're wrapping this thing up? You know, I'm kind of excited about, uh, backing up and listening to this podcast because there are quite a few things that were said today that I need to write down. So man, Shane, thank you so much. This has been very informative. Uh, It's been a a joy. Thanks friends. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Hey friends, we want to thank you for taking time and trusting us uh, with your time uh, and being a part of this, how to share the gospel with your students, the part two of uh, the youth ministry podcast for volunteers. Hey, be sure to join us on our next episode, uh, episode six. Uh, check this out, Shane. Next episode is how to take prayer requests without them taking. Hey, dude, that's very so practical. Pr- I love that. Very practical. So, and the, the, the subtitle of this is how to take prayer requests without praying for that kid in your group's neighbor's cat. <laughs> That's the, awesome. what we're thinking about right there. A special thanks to the Georgia Baptist mission board for allowing us to provide this as a free resource. Well, we are especially thankful for churches that continue to give to the cooperative program. We are better together folks. And we thank you for being a part of that. Hey, if you need anything, you can find us at gabaptist.org uh, slash next gen. You can reach out to Shane Pruitt over at the, uh, North American Mission Board website. You can find him as well. He's all over the internet. Uh, And hey, I'm Chris Trent, and we'll see you next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for volunteers. 